Kidram, Dave Lang. That was not a very long one. I normally you go for a little bit there. Guy, I mean, I don't, I don't know Azerbaijani almost at all. So I had to keep it short. What you? What does that mean? What you said? That means I'm sorry because we missed an episode. What? Yeah. The, you guys were in the same town even. You could have hunkered over a bar or something, I think. <laughs> I know. But as you know, Dave Lang, E3 uh, stops for no man. Yeah, I, we missed two episodes of GFB Radio because of E3. So you're, you're, one, yeah. you're one up on us. Okay, well, I'll take it. Uh, yes, apologies to everyone. Uh, Danny uh, is out again this week. So you are. we're going on two weeks of Danny-less podcasts. Um, but, uh, we are going to talk about Canada and Baku. So you're getting a double, a double dose. It's Alt F1's third wheel plugging in the driver's seat. Uh, David Lang. Yeah. Iron Galaxy's on. The person everyone loves to make fun of because they don't know anything about F1 is finally on an F1 podcast again. (laughs) Uh, That's all of us, Dave Lang. Well, I thought my ignorance a little more strongly than some people, I think. But we're here, we're here, we're here to perform. We are, yes. Uh, did you watch Canada? Sure did. I just actually, I'm glad uh, you hit me up when you did, because I watched it last night. Oh, wow. Cool. I managed to stay spoiler-free. That, that, that's how you know how busy these shows are. Like, I wasn't even on Twitter to get spoiled. Uh, yeah, that's that's impressive. So, yeah, I watched it last night, and that was nuts. Yeah, it was it was a really good race. Yeah, I mean, outcome um, aside of, like, uh, no interest in, like, the top part, but the rest of the race was super, super interesting. Totally. Let's let's dive right into it. Uh, right before the race, Lewis received a, uh, a Senna helmet for tying Senna's pole record, which oh, is cool. a big deal for Lewis Hamilton, who reveres Senna. Yeah. Uh, so they did. A, they had a nice little uh, ceremony there where they gave him a helmet. It was actually, I think, a replica helmet, but the family said that uh, they just didn't want to ship it. So next time right. they see him, they'll give That's him, awesome. Give him a That's super super yeah. cool. Isn't that cool? He was he was very touched. I bet as Hamilton can be. Um, but uh, yeah, grid spots. Here we go. Hamilton on pole, as mentioned, followed by uh, Sebastian Vettel in second, Valtteri Bottas and Kimi Räikkönen rounding out the top two rows. Uh, behind them is Verstappen, Ricardo, Massa, Perez, Ocon, and Hulkenberg rounding out the top ten. Then we've got Kvyat, Alonso, Sainz, Grosjean, Palmer, Van Dorn, Stroll at his home Grand Prix in 17th place, Magnussen, Ericsson, and Verline. By the way, I love those. Uh, so this is, this is, I, when I, that's trying to slight Canadians in the least of this. I love my friends from Canada and Canada the nation. But I, I tend to think of Canadians as very polite people, uh, like impossibly polite to a, to a fault almost. Mm-hmm. I, I loved the Stroll shirts where they were spelling out his name. Did you see those? No, it was it was just like uh, you know one letter per um, shirt, and you know in America dumbasses would just like paint that on their chests and show off right. their beer bellies or whatever. But they just had like these white t-shirts with just big block letters on them in black. <laughs> it's like S T. <laughs> it's like yep, that's Canadian. That's how Canadians would execute on that vision. That is correct. Yep, I fucking loved that. Helvetica font, just the most readable. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was something just plain as day. It was great. At least it wasn't comic sense. Uh, all right. Well, let's get to the race then. Um, kind of a windy day for for the race. Uh, apparently, the cars weren't able to hit eighth gear on the back straight due to high winds. Wow. Um, and some problems for Kafiat, uh on the formation lap. 
he could not get his car going and had to start in the back of the field. Um, Bad luck, Danny. Yeah, he that guy. His the last few years that I have watched him, which has been I guess most of his career, he's not had a lot go well. Yeah, I mean we've been watching F one his entire F one career. Oh really? Yeah, no, he was he he was he started like three years ago. I think he started in Red Bull, right? And then last year he got demoted mid season. No, he he was on he was on Toro Rosso for a while. Oh, before that? Before that, yeah. Okay, all right, I stand corrected. Hey, that's my first incorrect thing I've said of the day. Good job. (laughs) It took exactly four minutes and 38 seconds. Good job, everyone. Take take a drink at home. Yeah. Uh, You know who did have a good start is Hamilton. uh, Got away cleanly uh, from that pole position. So I actually couldn't tell if he had a great start or if both Ferraris just had bad starts. Uh, I think everyone had kind of a normal start except for Max Verstappen. No shit. it, it, It seemed like... Uh, hit he timed the boost button right, and zips between Raikkonen and Botas, and in fact gets around Vettel on the outside, uh, for second place at the first turn. It's an yeah. incredible move. Just shot out of a cannon. Yeah. So the uh, reason I say that, because I, I thought like maybe beginning of this season and end of last season, there was this narrative that Ferraris were better at the starts, right? And so. Vettel's chance. Well, certainly last year, Hamilton was not doing great at the starts. Yeah, I still remember this narrative existing even a little into this year, and that, like, it's okay if Vettel's second or third because he's still got a chance to get him in the first two turns because he's so much better at starting. I still remember that narrative existing, which is why I found both of them just getting bombed out of the gates uh, pretty surprising. Yeah, I I agree. Um, But that was not all for the first lap. On the the straight that goes down into that that tight right-hander, it's a really fast straight. And Signs and Grosjean are right next to each other, and Signs moves to the right and almost puts Grosjean in the wall. Mm. Uh, there's a little bit of grass there, and Grosjean goes onto it and kind of squiggles back and forth, but then hits Signs, who spins 180 degrees, still going really fast down the straight, and then careens into the people turning the corner and, and takes out Felipe Massa. Yeah, the angle they showed that from was just like. How did that happen? Like, obviously he got touched, right? But, like, you didn't know the full chain of events the first time you saw it because it was yeah, kind of all, like... all you see is, like, a puff of dirt and then two cars yeah. <laughs> just destroyed. Yeah, Massa pretty upset about the whole thing. Yeah, naturally. His his yeah. onboard was <laughs> was really depressing because he's just going through the motion, motions, turning a corner, and then kaboom, out of the that, race. He even puts like, his hand up like, come on! <laughs> it's like a classic, like, who done it, right? If you want to know... Like where the screw up is in these F1 crashes, you start at the last person to get hit and work your way backwards until you hear the first person not complaining. Yeah, <laughs> and that's, exactly. And that's the person that screwed everything up for everybody else. Right. Even Alonzo, I think, who may have witnessed this uh, at, at some stage, came over the radio and said, What are they doing? They need to calm <laughs> down. <laughs> Everyone just take a second. Is that a turn one? Yeah. <laughs> He's, he's he was kind of like um, Peter in Office Space when he he gets all zenned out and then stays that way. Right. I feel like this is the Alonzo that we're that we're dealing with now. Maybe he's still on the high from the indie. Yeah, post indie Alonzo is now Zen State Alonzo. Yeah, it's his final form. <laughs> I, ho- I hope so. I hope he I hope he keeps it uh, going good for himself. Uh, but safety car comes out. Grosjean takes the opportunity. Uh, to go from his ultra soft tires to his super soft tires. So theoretically, he is good for uh, till the end of the race. 
Um, Vettel has some front wing damage uh, that he incurred from that move by Verstappen on the opening lap. Thanks a lot, Verstappen. Um, yeah. I, Vettel didn't seem too mad about it after the race. He's like, ah, you know, it's he didn't think it was going to happen because you know, Verstappen very well could have gotten a, a puncture on that, so no way he did it on purpose. But yeah. Yeah, not not ideal. My favorite ver- my favorite uh, Vettel though is Mayor Vettel, Mayor of F one Vettel. <laughs> they will let yeah. no transgressions pass. That's my favorite no. Vettel. Calling so, for blue flags. I was a little disappointed with it. Yeah, come on, blue flag. I yeah, it's a little disappointed. You let him off the hook, but whatever. How how poetic would it be if Vettel became like a steward <laughs> oh. <laughs> later yes. in life? Yes, uh, that would be fantastic. I bet you he would really like it. Yeah, he'd probably get a kick out of it. He seems like a racing nerd that like yeah. knows every single tiny rule. Yeah, hundred percent. And like, uh, you know, like Kimmy's been on the team a billion times longer than Vettel, and Vettel knows like Italian, and Kimmy can't be bothered. He just seems like he's Kimmy into just it. works here, man. Yeah, he's into it in a way that uh, other people aren't. The whole thing, I think, the whole scene. Yeah, uh, the safety car goes in soon after, and we restart on lap three, uh, looking like this: Hamilton in first, followed by Verstappen, Botas, then Vettel in fourth, Ricardo and Raikkonen. Uh, on the restart, a big old piece of front wing flies off Vettel's car, which is the damage from that uh, Verstappen contact. Uh, Verstappen takes it to Hamilton for trying to go for first place and almost gets it. Uh, but Hamilton closes the door and Botas then sees an opening and goes for Verstappen uh, after he was uh, losing momentum after that first move. Uh, but Max does some great defending and manages to keep second place. Uh, meanwhile, Vettel is locking it up with some of that reduced downforce, and Ricardo is hounding him. Yeah, and, and then like Raikkonen is out on the grass for some reason. So this, the first three laps are just <laughs> absolutely insane. It's pandemonium. Yeah. Uh, lap five, Vettel does pit and change his front wing and goes on to super soft tires. Um, kind of a slow stop. He rejoins in 18th place. Um, I saw a Hatsune Miku in the crowd for some reason. Goes in tight. And then there was a commercial break from which we come back to a uh, picture of Max Verstappen's car sitting on the side of the road broke. Did you watch it? Did you watch it on uh, MSNBC or sorry, uh, whatever the uh, yeah, NBC uh, Sports? Fox, yeah. Did you watch it on that? Yes, I did. Did you see like there's like, see, maybe I'm just imagining this, but a lot more commercials without like the pip and pip this, this week. Did you notice that yeah. or no? Yes. Yeah. Seems like there's sometimes it's nice, sometimes it's very cruel. Yeah, because I, I what I do with the pips there, I usually just go like double speed, and then if something happens, I hit that smash button. Yeah, and, uh, I, I usually hit the, the mute. Yeah, oh, that's smart too. Yeah, but but yeah, for stepping on the side, side of the road. I think it was a like a battery problem or something that they later later determined, which is scary because you know. Uh, Ricardo could very well have the same issue. Yeah, like generic um, poor reliability indicator, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so I, I love the cut to the crowd there. So I'm still so salty about. I think I talked about this last time I was on the show, but like I was at Spa last year, and for whatever reason, the section I was sitting in, there were all Verstappen fans with orange <laughs> shirts on. Uh-huh. I was the only like Ferrari fan and surrounded by Verst- like literally hundreds of Verstappen fans. <laughs> and I don't know how it happened, but there it is. And then that was one of the uh, races where Verstappen and Vettel were getting into it. And, like, uh-huh. every time Vettel would go by, they would boo. 
So, like, there's the whole section just booing Vettel, like, 58 times or whatever it is. And I'm just getting salty and salty and salty. And then, like, so when they cut to the crowd, there's, like, five guys in orange shirts, like, like, oh, oh. I'm just like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Suck it. Suck it. Oh, it felt good. And you got your me, revenge. That makes me a petty person, but I'm still salty about last year. Dave Lang always gets his revenge. I wouldn't when say that. When will people learn? Hopefully soon. <laughs> Save everyone some trouble. Yeah, you know, I I am all for rooting for people. I don't like rooting against people. So that's just fine. You know what? That's actually my high road here. Thank you for giving me a high road out. Yeah, that's yeah. you can you can take that one for free. Yeah. Uh let's see. Another commercial break. No surprise. Lap fifteen, we rejoin and Stroll gets ahead of Verstappen at the hairpin and into the points, actually. That's for tenth place. I think a lot of people have pitted by this point. because uh, he started in seventeenth. Right. Uh, lots of cheering from the crowd. Hopefully he can stay there and uh, get points at his home Grand Prix. Uh, he's actually right up on Magnuson, who's in ninth, and is making racy moves, which I haven't seen, honestly, from Stroll. He's always just been kind of trying to keep it on the track, it seems, uh, and not really racing anyone, but he actually Magnuson actually has to do a lot of defending to keep Stroll and Hulkenberg behind. Um but, uh, oh, that's yeah, when, I think see. is that when the announcer was like, "Oh, that's too many defensive moves." Is that when there was always that? Yeah, time? yeah. Honestly, I think Magnuson did end up making two defensive moves. Well, that, but that actually, I don't so think he was F, called for it. So, Alt F One fans, you can write in uh, or twi- hit, hit me up on Twitter as you tend to do when I get things wrong on the Shift show. F, Shift F One. Shift F One. Excuse me, I don't, I don't know why I would say that. That's weird. No, me neither. Yeah. Um, what a mystery. Uh, so, if you're engaging two people at once. Are you allowed a defensive move Ooh. per person? That's a good question. One defensive move, period. Because I think if it's one per, what he did is probably fair game, but it's a, I would be curious what the actual rules state. Yeah, because think about it. If you move to block somebody and that you know uh, curbs their momentum, the guy behind them could very well slingshot right. past, and then you'd have to defend from that too. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I would wager that you can only make one regardless, but well, you can. So sometimes it looks like two because what they can do is make a move and then return to the racing line. Right. Uh, But I don't think that's what this was in that case. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Anyway, lap. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay. Lap 18. Raikkonen pits, uh, goes on to the super softs, rejoins in seventh place. Then Ricardo pits and goes on to the soft tire oddly, which is the hardest compound for this race, and rejoins in sixth place ahead of Raikkonen. Uh, lap 19, Fettel, who rejoined after that uh, wing replacement in pretty much the back of the field, has now caught up to Stroll, who's in ninth place right now. And I always love it when the top teams have to actually fight for position with the right. rest of the field. Like whenever Hamilton gets some giant penalty and has to start in the back, I always, I always, that's when I like watching Hamilton and Fettel and all yeah. those guys the most. Uh, but lap 21 gets it done, no problem, for ninth place on the straight. Uh, let's see. Soon after, he gets by Magnuson into eighth place. Um, and this is lap 22 of what, 69? I think it was 70. 70? Yeah. Um, there's a, I think it's a, an 18-second pit delta. So Vettel, having already changed on to his... Uh, uh, the tires he doesn't have to stop again basically uh but he does have to pull up 18 seconds 
from the leaders if he right. wants to be ahead of them when they pit. So he, he really has to move through the field ASAP uh, to close up. Um, speaking must of be a the small leaders, that, that, that seems like a, I'm used to normally like a 24, 25 second pit Delta. That yeah. A small pit. Yeah. Or, or not a lot of, um, or it's nice exit run time from the yeah. track to the pit, you know? Yeah. Uh, lap 24 Botas, who's in second pits and goes on to the soft tires, just like Ricardo, uh, and rejoins in third behind Ocon who has not yet stopped, nor has Hamilton. So it's Hamilton, then Ocon, and then Botas. Uh, Five-second penalty for Magnuson for passing under the virtual safety car. Uh, Salty Kevin Magnuson. Just always yeah. been the rules. Yep. Lap 28, Ocon still has not pitted. Uh, I believe he, like most of the field, started on the ultra-soft tires, so this is pretty impressive from him. Um, Alonzo reporting that Raikkonen is not going fast uh, on his <laughs> soft tires, so perhaps Ocon is making up time to Ricardo, uh, who is in this cycle, who he was battling with, and Ricardo's on those soft tires, so it may actually be beneficial for Ocon to stay out right. on his ultra softs because Ricardo's softs are not doing too hot. Uh, he's also doing a great job, Ocon is, of keeping Botas behind like making some great moves despite the fact that Botas is on new tires. Yeah, that was pretty impressive that like, um, you know, obviously Force India competitive this year, right? Yeah. Uh, but I did not know how competitive really until this race when you, they were pretty much battling out even Steven. I mean, obviously uh, Hamilton was pulling away the whole time, but Botas could not get around Ocon there for a long time. Yeah, I mean, they've got the same engine, so relatively even thing speeds like on acceleration and top speed and stuff like that, um, you know, it would really come down to, to set up and, and, and body work. But, you know, I think also everyone in the formula one field is a competent racer given the opportunity. It's just that we don't get opportunities like this very much to see what Ocon people like Ocon can do. So I, I really enjoyed this aspect of the race. Uh, lap 32 Hamilton pits from first place goes on to super softs, uh, and rejoins in first. And lap 33, finally Ocon pits and goes on to the super softs, not those softs uh, that Ricardo is on. He rejoins sixth place behind Raikkonen and ahead of Fettel. But his tires are fresher than everybody else's. Um, Raikkonen pits for the second time and goes back on to ultra softs in an interesting strategy. I feel like he throughout this entire year has been the guinea pig for Ferrari strategies. It's like, well, there's an outside chance this one might work. So go for it, Kimmy. I, yeah, I get the weird sense. So I got to, I mean, just who knows what, what the uh, commentators, if they're right or not. But the sense I got from listening to the commentators was like, oh, he tried them. Oh, he doesn't like them. Let's get back on the other ones. And I didn't know that it was so much like, you know, like it's more like, okay, we can stay on the softs the whole time or just is it, you're going to get that 18 seconds back, right? With the ultras. Right. Yeah, and you know, I don't really know how that math would work out, but if if Kimmy's not happy, then yeah, uh, and it, I think if Kimmy's not happy and there's a potential strategy, <laughs> then they'll go for it. <laughs> uh, let's see, lap forty-four, Stroll fighting Van Dorn for twelfth place. Alonso is in eleventh, uh, and Magnussen in tenth. So Stroll still with a chance for points here. Uh, meanwhile, Fettel is closing on Ocon, who's in fifth, and Perez, who's in fourth. Uh, 
lap 47. Stroll manages to actually get by Alonso on the straight and into the points as Magnussen pits uh, in, a, in a very decisive move. So Stroll looking like an actual race car driver in this in this yeah. race. I, the announcers also that's his first time he's been on that circuit ever was this weekend, which seems impossible. I mean, totally believe him, but it seems like um, seems like you, you if you would have told me that, I would have bet anything against you before the race. Yeah, I mean, well, it's not a it's not a permanent circuit, so you know, really, the only time you would get to race on it is when it is done up for a race weekend. So right. being a rookie, uh, I guess that kind of makes sense. Um, he, he does still look a little timid out there. Uh, like he, he seems like, Oh, I could, I think I could do it. Oh yeah. I'm going to go for it. Like sort of like that. You see like um, every time he passes someone, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I just wanted the spot. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't have the vitriol for stroll that others seem to. Uh, oh, he's, uh, he's disliked. Oh yeah. I think cause he's a rich kid. Oh, that makes yeah okay. So I I am completely neutral on Stroll. He seems like someone who just had a bunch of bad breaks early in the season with weird car shit that's happened to him. Yeah, um, I didn't know anything about his backstory, but yeah, no one likes the rich kid at Fat Camp. No one likes that guy. Yeah, agreed. Um, all right, lap forty eight. Ricardo, uh, who is on those old soft tires, is reporting that they are going off. He's in third place, and Perez is right behind him. Uh, Ricardo's engineer just says, hang in there, and Perez will eventually go away. Uh, Vettel, though, is lurking in sixth place uh, in the back of this train. So it's Ricardo, Perez, Ocon, Vettel. Uh, Vettel pits, though, two laps later, and goes on to ultra-soft tires, uh, mirroring the, I guess, the Kimi move. And his engineer says, we should catch them and have eight laps to battle, which sounds great. Very precise. Um, You know, computers. Yeah. Lap 52, Perez, who's in fourth place chasing Ricardo, is told that Ocon, behind him, feels that he can pass Ricardo. So his engineer says, do what you can. Yeah, meanwhile, like the three, four, five, six cars are all within probably like seven seconds of each other. Right? Yeah, they're, like they're, they're all stacked up right there. Um, between this, Kafiat uh, Pitts reporting a vibration uh, and then has some has to refire the engine in the pits. Anyway, he retires a few laps later, so not not a great day for him. The woes continue for Danica uh, uh, Fiat. I did say Fiat, right? Not Perez? Yes. Okay. Um, but yeah, soon after that, Perez is uh, on the radio pleading not to move over for Ocon. And I guess to, in response, the the team does not give him a direct order to move over. They just say like, "Look, man, Ocon's going faster than you. Pass argument, Ricardo or get out of the way." Like they don't argument, say it in that yeah, direct his, of a way, but his argument was basically like, "Listen, this, he's not going to pass Ricardo either, so why should I give it up?" Which yeah. is like, which is like, well, let's find out then. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and although then, like Perez was. Further behind Ricardo than Ocon was behind Perez. So, Correct. yeah. Um, and that's also a direct contrast because also, like, uh, we had Vettel creeping up behind Kimmy, and part of me is like, oh, is this going to be a thing? But no, Kimmy immediately lets him pass. Yeah. Because Kimmy's like, tires are way older. Yeah. And Vettel, you know, is, I guess, 
well, I don't know how their team dynamic works, but uh, it basically, makes I, way more sense. Yeah, I think there's. I think someone again. I don't know what was said on the radio or whatever because they don't play at all on the, on the broadcast. But one of the announcers was like, "Yeah, I mean, this is a no-brainer. Vettel's in the championship hunt, and he needs every point he can get to battle Hamilton or whatever. So this makes total sense." But I'm still like, a little, you know, Kimmy's fourth. You know, he's not out of it. So right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, although he is apparently having some problems with his car because he he blows a chicane one lap later. Oh right, he says something about brakes and yeah. maybe it's a an ERS issue. Um, Come on, what am I going to do? <laughs> Did you hear the commentator say um, yeah, that was great? For someone called the Ice Man, he sure does <laughs> complain a lot. Fantastic, yeah, that made me very happy. Um, but yeah, Vettel uh, quickly then closes on Ocon. Uh, who responds by l- taking a dive on Perez, but uh, Perez ends up blocking his teammate. Yeah. Which then causes Vettel to pounce on Ocon, breaking deep and sliding all over the place. It was very aggressive. <laughs> really kind of a dicey move. I think in yeah. the hands of uh, you know a more inexperienced driver, that car would have been gone, but Vettel somehow kept control of it and yeah. uh, did keep the place um, on Ocon, uh, who was actually, he was actually forced wide and had to cut a turn. Um, so yeah, Vettel slides into fifth place behind Perez. And then on lap 69, of course, Fernando Alonso running in 10th place with one lap to go retires. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was pretty gut wrenching. Uh, yeah. Just watch him. You see when they did the, he throws like his neck roll, just throws it from the fucking car. Yeah. This is disgusted. He's like, and I'm then done. He, he he walks into. The, I thought this was great. He walked into the crowd and like threw his gloves off into the crowd. Yeah. Like, hey, here you yeah. go. Which is just like the, the dude is done. He's yeah. just. You could tell he is just toast. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm sympathetic to some degree. You know, he is making fifty million dollars this year. So, sure. uh, you know that that would make me sleep okay at night. Still, I guess, even though you know, competitor want to compete, want to win, but yeah, that's. That always tempers my uh, compassion for good old Alonzo. Yeah, I mean, he's not... I feel like he is not as complainy as he has been in the past. He's just like, well, my engine blew. See yeah. you later. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's uh, he come to terms with it, it seems, at this point. Um, let's see. Later in that lap, Fettel does take Perez for fourth place uh, with no problems. Um Perez and Ocon still fight it out to the end, but uh, in, in like a drag race down to the finish. But Perez does keep the place. Yeah, that was like uh, you could tell how salty they were about the whole thing because, like, no, you know, it's like at, the, at that point in the race, it's over. You know, yeah. the fact that he's like trying to get in front of him still, it's like, oh man, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's it's funny to see occurrences like this between other teammates and how those go down and i guess it really comes down to the circumstances in the race but like i remember there's been a couple times where ricardo and verstappen have fought it out uh and then like come back to uh you know after after the end of the race and like congratulate each other like oh man that was awesome when you did this and i blocked you and stuff like that so you can't get mad at ricardo that's true i mean one he's never been mad in his life and two you can't get mad at him so right just kind of fixes itself uh, but yes, Lewis Hamilton wins the Canadian Grand Prix with authority. Congrats, Lewis. Uh, Valtteri Bottas in second place and 19 seconds behind him. 
And then 35 seconds behind Hamilton is Daniel Ricciardo. Uh, behind him, Sebastian Vettel, Sergio Perez, Esteban Ocon, Kimi Raikkonen, Nico Hulkenberg, Lance Stroll in ninth, and Roman Grosjean rounding out the top ten. So points for Mr. Stroll, the first of his career at his home race. Gotta go. feel great. Yeah. Uh, Palmer in 11th, followed by Magnussen, Erickson, Stoffel Van Dorn, Pascal Verline, and uh, Fernando Alonso did not finish. Uh, also not classified, Danny Kafiat, Max Verstappen, Felipe Massa, and Carlos Sainz Jr. Uh, did you watch the uh, ending ceremony? No, I did not. Oh, man. Patrick Stewart did the interviews. <laughs> oh, 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 man. I saw him in the uh, one of the pits, pit lane areas. If I had known that, I definitely would have checked it out. Yeah, it's, it's a really great interview because he... I, I didn't know this, but he seems like a total race nerd. Like okay. he, he seems super pumped to be up there. Awesome. Uh, and of course has charisma out the wazoo and yeah. just, uh, it's, it's a, it's the best, I think podium interview I've ever seen. Okay. Just because I'll of stop. how happy he is and how smooth he is with everybody. Darn it. I wish I watched that then. Yeah, it's good. It, and, uh, <laughs> although he does forget to give the mic to Botas. <laughs> so he like asks them a question, then Botas is waiting for him to give the mic, and they just look at each other for a long time. Yeah, but you know, I think it's his first time doing it. So, uh, and Ricardo gets him to do a shoey. Really? Yeah. Of course, uh, Patrick Stewart's going to do a shoey. Oh yeah, he was to- he like was really pumped about it, um, and he even says uh, cheers and then chugs the thing. He doesn't nice. take a sip. He like. He downs it. Nice. Uh, and said something like, I've, I've made the podium for the first time. I'll drink out of anybody's shoes. <laughs> Just great. Uh, yeah. He also had some, uh, some good playful banter with Hamilton, who asked, uh, can you read my mind? And then, <laughs> Cute. <laughs> of course, Stuart played along and said, you're, you're happy. <laughs> yeah. So, good, good times all around. You also have a mutant reflexes. Would have been extra points there. But There you go. Yeah. Uh, official Formula One dot com slash vote driver of the day was Sebastian Vettel. Clearly, yeah, um, yeah, coming back from that uh, damaged wing to fourth place, pretty good job. Uh, and the he, you make, you know, I guess you can make a case for Stroll there too, huh? Yeah, I think that would be a that would have been all right. Although Seven. it wasn't as you know flashy, I guess. Yeah, seventeen to nine on his home course, first points ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, Sebastian Vettel keeps the lead of the championship with 141 points, followed by Lewis Hamilton with 129, Valtteri Bottas with 93, Kimi's got 73, Ricardo has 67, Verstappen 45, Perez 44, Ocon 27, Sainz 25, Massa 20, Hulkenberg in 11th with 18, Roman Grosjean with 10, Magnussen 5, Verline and Kvyat both have 4, and Lance Stroll with 2. Everybody else got zero. Um, Mercedes is out on top for the constructors for now with 222 points. Ferrari close behind with 214. Red Bull's got 112. Force India with 71. Toro Rosso with 29. Williams has 22. Renault's 18. Haas has 15. Sauber's got four. And McLaren Honda has zero points. Just like that, zero points. Uh, some quotes here from after the race 
Uh, Grosjean not too happy about his collision with signs. He says, to Autosport, there's not much to say. I was on the inside, Collars was on the outside, and then he turned twice to the right. First, I went on the grass and managed to come back on track and hit me a second time. Uh, luckily, there wasn't much more happening in turn three because it could have been pretty bad. Um, Signs tweeted after the fact, apologies to Grosjean, uh, and as a consequence, Felipe Massa. Roman was simply in my blind spot and never got to see him. Glad we're all okay. To which Grosjean tweeted back, great attitude. Thanks, mate. See you in Baku. <laughs> Uh, Signs has been given a three-place grid penalty for that collision, um, and he will serve that in the Azerbaijan race this weekend. Um, as mentioned, Vettel on, uh, or Verstappen on Vettel. Uh, Vettel says, three cars in one turn, it doesn't work. Uh, I had a bit of a poor <laughs> position then. Uh, I need to have a look. Maybe it could have been better. I was stuck with Lewis in front. Uh, couldn't break any deeper because otherwise I push him off. Valtteri was on the left and then Max suddenly appearing on the right. I think he saw his gap, fair enough, and he ran over my front wing. You don't do that on purpose because the damage of a puncture is very high. So in the end, I was the one that had damage, which is a bit unfortunate. Um, just classy. Just classy. Yeah, you know, he's he's a racer. Yeah. Uh, Kofiat and Magnussen both got penalty points on their license for uh, penalties during the Grand Prix. Uh, Kofiat was penalized for failing to be in the correct starting position. As we mentioned, he uh, did not get away on the formation lap correctly. Um, he was also given a penalty, the, the wrong penalty. This is from F1 Fanatic. Uh, during the race, the steward is intended to impose a 10-second stop-go, but a drive-through penalty was handed down instead. Kvyat was therefore given an additional 10-second time penalty later in the race to make up the difference, which is lame. Yes. Uh... Magnuson was penalized for overtaking Stoffel Van Dorn during a virtual safety car. The stewards noted that the video evidence clearly showed Magnuson overtook Van Dorn. However, yeah, he didn't it looked like he gave it right back. back, but then it just I guess it doesn't the, matter, right? Uh, they they said the middle uh, the minimum penalty was therefore imposed. So. Yeah. Uh, but yes, no no grid spots, but penalty points on their license. Uh, which I believe if they accrue 12 of them, they have to skip a race. And they also have to write on the chalkboard 100 times, I will be a better racer. (laughs) Right. Uh, Perez had some things to say after the race in regards to his uh, supposed team orders. This from Autosport. The problem is that the press has created these stories because I never disobeyed an order. All we had was a discussion about whether to let Ocon pass me. But I increased my speed and approached Ricardo, and that was it. At no time did I ignore my team. I'm here to give the best results to Force India, and if I get an order, I will follow it. But here, there was no order. I mean, so, Fanatic, yeah, they, they, there's actually um, a transcript here from F1 Fanatic on the uh, radio discussion with Perez. So to Perez, uh, his engineer says, Checo, which is Perez's nickname, uh, which I've never figured out why. Maybe it's just a childhood thing uh Checo, at the end of this lap we would like to give you three laps to attack ricardo otherwise we will have to switch ferraris are closing uh, perez says uh it's a waste of time man ricardo is degging off i don't know what that means it's probably a horribly offensive thing to say in yeah. the uk uh i want to, the chance to overtake him i mean let us race man please check out the plan is we want to attack before the ferraris arrive behind us so we are on that plan if we switch and Ocon couldn't get past we would switch back which i always hear teams say look let him go and if he can't do it then you know right. he'll come back i 
I don't think I've ever seen a driver <laughs> say, okay, yeah, let's try that. Because you know, once the guy gets passed, yeah. he's not going to give it back. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Ricardo would do something like, oh, who knows? Uh, yeah, I've never, I mean, proof is we've never seen it, right? I, uh, not that I can recall. Yeah. Uh, I want the chance to go to the lap, go into, get into the lap cars. Just leave me alone now. Give me a chance. We'll pick up some traffic. There will be an opportunity. Uh, but there apparently never was. Uh, Ocon said after the race, uh, it was a great race. Just a shame I couldn't have the chance to go pass, uh, go and pass Ricardo. I think I had the pace by far to do it. A podium was possible today. We have to discuss what happened in the briefing room. He's got a point. Like if he had, theoretically, if he had uh, gotten past Perez and then Ricardo at that point, uh, he he very well could have yeah. been on the podium. But I, I seems like he's pretty realistic about it and not too not too salty. So way to or way just to being a good team player and then he tore into everyone in the meeting room. <laughs> could be, could be. Just didn't want to do it in front of the press. Yeah. Uh, and that was the Canadian Grand Prix, Dave Lang. Great race. Great race. Um, let's get into some other. Rowan no, no uh, kissed the wild champions this this year, right? Oh, I didn't. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I, I don't. Kimmy, I Usually think you get have, like a like a rub or something. Yeah, you normally get something. I don't think anyone. Nothing I noted anyway. Yeah. Um. In other news, uh, team principal of Sauber, Monisha Caldenborn, is stepping down from her position. Hmm. Uh, multiple sources, this from uh, Autosport, have said that she has left her position, though the Swiss team has yet to officially confirm the news. It is believed the new owner and Caltenborn could not reach an agreement over how the team should be run. Sources have suggested one of the issues was the treatment of the Sauber drivers Marcus Ericsson and Pascal Verline. Uh, the owner apparently wanted to give Ericsson priority over Verline, but Caltenborn was not in favor of such policy. Following lengthy discussions, the two parties decided they could not find a way forward working together. Uh, and chose to part ways. Autospart understands former HRT F1 team principal Colin Coles is a candidate to replace Caldenborn. Uh, so she is apparently out immediately and will not be there for the Azerbaijan Grand Prix this weekend. That's got to be a bummer. Yeah, I mean... Not, not a lot of those jobs in the world. <laughs> no, and anytime, even if, uh, you know, your your leader is subpar, like, that's a that's a... Uh, that will really upset the team yeah, um, and, and throw them into a tailspin. But uh, they do have their ninth in the constructors championship with four points. So hopefully they can, they can overcome that and have a good race this weekend. Uh, the 2018 F1 calendar has been revealed. Dave Langer, 21 races. So book your flights now. Uh, Germany is back in Hockenheim ring. Uh, and so is France at Ooh. Circuit du Paul Richard for the first time since 2008. What region of France is that in? Uh, gosh, I don't know. Let's find out. Um, China and Singapore have yet to be uh, confirmed. Um, Got to do Singapore, right? Like that's. I mean, that, it's like seminal top five race. Yeah, it's it's a pr- it's a pretty good track. Uh, it is in Le Castellet near. Marse, Marse, Marseille? Marseille? Marseille, yeah. yeah. Cool. I'm going with that. I didn't take French classes. Uh, and Monaco again clashes with the Indy 500. Hmm. Uh, also, the, the French, Austrian, and British Grand Prix is the first ever triple header 
in Formula One history. Wow. Back to back to back. No one week or uh, no two week break between all those. You know what, Drew? What's that? I'm, I'm feeling road trip next year. Oh, you could really get some bang for your buck. Hey, you, you're gone for 16 days and you get three race weekends. Wow. That sounds pretty good to me. That sounds pretty good. Pretty good. Brush up on my French. Yeah, because that'll take care of you. Like, yeah, they, French, you're pretty well, Austria. I don't know how the French is in Austria, but yeah. I got a little bit of, I got a little German. Okay. Okay. He's sitting right over there. <laughs> Classic. Top secret. Great movie. Uh, F1 also tweeted something really cool Um, a video from the Monaco GP drivers meeting um, which apparently they used to televise or they used to record but they haven't in decades uh, for safety reasons so this is there's the all the drivers get together with um, safety personnel and they talk they basically ask any questions they want and ask uh, about rulings and things like that um, they do it before every race, but cameras have in the past not been allowed because they feel like uh, it's the only place that they can really talk candidly. And when yeah. we're talking about safety, that it's um, imperative that 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 it happens. The only other time I've seen it is in uh, the documentary Senna. Yeah, I was they, about to say the same thing. That's the only time I've ever seen it, and it was super interesting. It's su- it's fascinating. Um, and so I will I will link this in the show notes at f one dot cool, and people can take a look at it. It's 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 pretty cool. Um, and last thing I have here, uh, Felipe Massa would like to stay this from motorsport.com, um, where he has a column. He says, I feel good. I'm happy doing what I'm doing and I have a great relationship with the whole Williams Martini racing organization. Plus above, above all that, I know I'm still competitive, which is what matters most. So on that basis, I would be happy to continue with what I've always wanted to do, which is race in F1, uh, which I guess jives with what we have seen despite the fact that he retired, it, that was really my, more of a like, look, we got a new guy coming in yeah. and there's no place for you instead of a, I want to get out of F1. Yeah. So now that he's back in, it's nice to see that he's, he's uh, I'm still kind of done with him after the okie doke on the retirement. I'm still kind of done with him. <laughs> what do you mean? Like you can't retire and then go all crying in Brazil. It wasn't his fault. I mean, he could have stayed retired. <laughs> I don't know. I think the whole thing's weak sauce. But cash money, Dave Lang. Then he's still a tire. It's <laughs> he simple. Like, oh, he, he I'm crying. Not, well, oh, look at my whole family's here. My sons are here. My wife is here. I'm crying, and we're not even watching the race. We're watching me walk off the track for five minutes because this is an important <laughs> thing. Oh no, back in, back in, everyone. I did yeah. love that moment. It was but a yeah, great it's moment. A little, and now it's a little undercut. Forever. Yeah. 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 Well, let's stop talking about Brazil and get on to Baku, Dave Lang. Give me the castles. Oh, they're coming, baby. They're coming. Uh, This track is in this this track this weekend is in Baku, Azerbaijan, which is a place uh, where we have raced only one time in the past. The European Grand Prix uh, last year of 2016, as it was called. Uh, where Nico Rosberg got pull and the win, with Sergio Perez coming in second place and Ricardo in third after Hamilton quashed, quashed, crashed in Q3 and started in 10th place, ran into electronic issues in the race, and finished 10th. It is the only circuit that he has never won at. Uh, the well, track is 3.7 miles long. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. 
which is six kilometers. Second only to Spa, which is 4.3 miles or seven kilometers long. Uh, it also has one of the longest flat out acceleration zones on the calendar. Last year, Botas got up to 234 miles an hour or 378 kilometers per hour during qualifying. That's moving. Yes. Uh, it's a city circuit, so it's got your standard 90 degree left hander to start. Uh, about 200 meters off the starting line. Then there's another 90 degree left into the first DRS straight. Then a 90 degree left turn, a 90 degree right turn, and a quick left right that leads into the old town section uh, where there are fewer right angles. Uh, There's a double elbow turn to the right that dumps you into a section that is apparently usually cobblestone streets, but gets covered with temporary asphalt for the race. Oh, weird. Um, Yeah. Uh, shortly thereafter is my favorite part of the track, which is a quick wiggly section that passes right by the aforementioned castle, the uh, castle which is turn not, eight. The castle's not to be messed with. No, it's it's right there on the track. Yeah, like I remember last year, someone, I remember it, it kind of like, it, it, did it get some action last year? I want to say it did. I, I can't think of who, who made it grazed it. Well, uh, that's where Hamilton hit the wall. I don't think yeah, he hit yeah, the yeah, castle, yeah. but he hit the exit of that That's section. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and Brooke's car. Yeah, cause I remember uh, one of the, one of the, um, commentators like in qualifying was like, I actually can't believe this course is set up like this. This seems like super <laughs> dangerous. And then all seven, racers waiting for someone to slam into it. Yeah. It is only 7.6 meters wide and the cars are 200 millimeters wider this year. Yeah. Have you ever watched on, um, uh, ESPN, the Jack Russell dog races. No, they, it's like, this, it's not like a horse track or anything, but it's like, it's a, it's a straight line. Uh, and there are jumps and there, one owner holds the Jack Russell terrier who is just vibrating with excitement <laughs> and then lets them go. And they all, there's like 10 of them that race, um, simultaneously down to the end of the track where there is a hole. <laughs> and whoever is through the hole first wins. Nice. So uh, I think that's what it's going to be like. This is what bandwidth is like, everyone. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. it's a good analogy for the internet. Uh, then there's another 90-degree left-hander, which um, after which the track widens and makes some sweeping turns heading downhill to, you guessed it, a 90-degree left-hander. Uh, the next sector has more of these wide sweepers and the second DRS zone. Uh, resulting in the cars going super fast right next to the walls of the circuit. Uh, and this end, uh, this zone ends then at the start-finish line. So I it's, loved it's, this race last year. I hope I hope it's a great race again. That yeah. last year was so fun. That, you know, as much as I harped on the 90-degree turns, it is um, an interesting course, and it certainly has that castle, so it's got that going for it. Uh there's a race I couldn't point out on a map, I'm into it. <laughs> yeah let's see where is it i have no idea where this is like you could if i bet you i couldn't get within 500 kilometers of this this race if you just gave me a map all right give me your best shot well i don't have a it's a well you need to be together for me to truly fail at this okay well, what i would guess i would guess it's oh boy it's east of turkey <laughs> yes it's uh probably probably in between halfway between turkey and Abu Dhabi, I would guess. Um, close. It's directly to the east of Turkey, uh, between the Black and the Caspian Sea. Ah, uh, 
Okay. North of Iran, south of Russia. I should have just said east of Turkey, and they'd be like, no, nah, I'm done, that's good enough. And you're yep. like, yes, yes, it is east of Turkey. I'm like, you should have just like, fucking punched out there. I got greedy. Yeah. Uh, yes, it is. Um, it's fun to, to like use the Formula One circuits as a as a foray into certain countries. Um, yeah. It's also the opportunity for a lot of countries' civil rights records to be exposed. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes this time. Yeah. Tires, uh, on average, the drivers have opted to take eight super soft tires, four soft, and one medium set. Uh, the strategy will probably, if it's like last year... Uh, you just have to take three? Is that why they take the one medium? They have to take, yeah, they have to take at least one of each. Okay. Um, set. Uh, the strategy will probably be to do a f- short first stint on the super softs and then do one pit and go on to the softs. However, some teams did two stops last year. Uh, Red Bull doing a super soft, soft, medium strategy and Williams doing a super soft, soft, soft strategy. Fucking Red um, Bull. Ruin it for everybody. I know. Uh, the chemistry, though, of the tires is different this year, so we shall see. Uh, weather for qualifying looks to be about 80 degrees or high 20s. Uh, with a little bit of wind and no chance of rain, and race day looks to be virtually identical. And now uh, we can challenge Dave Lang's geography skills once more in Race Around the World. Worldwide. Worldwide, Dave Lang, as usual. IndyCar is at Road America in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin, for the Kohler Grand Prix. The NHRA is at the Summit Motorsport Park in Norwalk, Ohio. Are you going to give the, me, Are you going to give me the goods? Is there a race you can give me the goods on? I just tell me ahead of time. I don't want to get excited. Uh, I think there's some goods in here. Okay, good. Uh, that's for the Summit Racing Equipment NHRA National. Uh, the World Touring Car Championship is at Via Real in Via Real, Portugal, for their fifth event of the season. MotoGP is at TT Circuit Assen in Assen, Netherlands, for the Motul TT Assen. And Dave Lang. <laughs> and NASCAR will be just up the road from me this weekend. Oh, man. Tell me about it, baby. At the Sonoma Raceway. Oh, what's going down at Sonoma Raceway? Well, first of all, it's in Sonoma, California, if you oh. didn't figure that out. Yeah. And there we're having the Toyota Save Mart 350. <laughs> you bet your ass we are, sexy Drew Scanlon. There might even be right turns. I can't make any promises. Oh, my God. Anything's possible. Indeed, including Formula 2 race, which uh, we've not seen for a while. They will be supporting F1 this weekend with their feature race at 11 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time on Saturday and the sprint race at 11 a.m. on Sunday, both on the NBCSN app. Formula 1 times Friday, June 23rd at 2 a.m. Pacific time is Free Practice 1. You can watch that on the NBC Sports Network app. Free Practice 2 is 6 a.m. You can also watch that on the app. And then NBC Sports Network will re-air it at 11 a.m. Free Practice 3 is Saturday, June 24th at 3 a.m. on the app. Qualifying is 6 a.m. same day on CNBC. And the race, Dave Lang, Sunday, June 25th at 6 a.m. on NBC Sports Network. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Start your day with a little F1, then go find Jesus. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> Is that how it works? 
It do, it does in my town, Drew. Okay. Uh, we are on Twitter. Follow at Shift F1 Podcast for show updates and any fun F1 stuff we run across. I am at Drew Scanlon. Danny is at Danny O'Dwyer. Dave Lang. I'm at Joseph J. Brony. Iron Galaxy. Uh, we're at I to the G. Nice. Uh, shout outs this week to three folks. Scion Roberts, a- a.k.a. Bobby Gondo said his uh, thought this might interest you after the pit stop discussion on this week's podcast. Uh, in fact, it is exactly what I was looking for, was, which is how do the pit crew train physically? And uh, he obliged and sent me a video about that exact thing, which I will link in the comments. Is it rigorous? Um, it's more involved than I thought it would be for a pit crew. Okay. But uh, they follow Williams, which is uh, has the won the number one the, pick crew. It was the number one pick crew, yeah, basically. Uh, also, thanks to uh, EC, aka Eduardo Paolo, for sending us uh, a uh, looks like a screenshot of Massa's Instagram of a man with a Massa tattoo, which you know, sure works to varying degrees. Yeah, questionable choice. Mm-hmm. You know, the regrets. I've got a few. <laughs> <laughs> uh and finally he got it when he retired oh what if he well, got that fucking tattoo when he retired so i'll remember you forever massa i see a uh a ferrari logo here too so maybe it was oh well it was a good, was a good goof while it lasted maybe it was a while ago i don't know uh and finally ashley den denmead i'm going with aka at dubit uh, says, got the best gift from my wife this morning. Going to have so many weird conversations today. And then a picture of a custom-made t-shirt that says, Ron Dennis 69. <laughs> sure. Amazing. Sure. Amazing. Nice. Uh, th- thanks to everyone. Uh, as always, you can find our show notes where I will post all those fun things on F1.cool, along with how to subscribe via RSS, Google Play, iTunes, wherever podcasts are sold. Uh, until next time, I am Drew Scanlon. No, you sell this shit? Not yet. Oh, man. I, feel like I thought I've been doing it wrong all these years. No. I didn't know we, you could sell them. I mean, have, have you heard of podcasts? They're free. Can, I thought they you were can free. Sell, you can sell pot. Yeah, but you can sell them to other people. You can sell them to companies. Oh, I could sell like a little spot on them. You could sell them. advertisement. Out. Yeah. Gotcha. Hey, Iron Galaxy could run an ad on Shift F1. You never Iron know. Galaxy runs ads already on the Chicago Podcast Cooperative Network. Hello. Does it really? Pay attention, Drew. Sorry. Gotta TGFB catch up on my ads. I would love to receive some. Team GFB Radio, a.k.a. A podcast I haven't done in two weeks because a stupid E3, but I love it very much. That could use some revenue. Could monetize some teens. Hey, sure. You, on this show, do you monetize teens, tweens, or adults? We don't monetize at all currently, uh, but we would monetize a number if it was high enough. Let's fix that post haste. Let's get it monetized. By the way, I was on Team GFB Radio. Uh, you and were. It was lovely. And it do you was know lovely. Your dad followed me and or the show on Twitter after that interview. Really? It was adorable. <laughs> It was like, oh my god, this is—he's not gonna like this, but okay. <laughs> it was so great. I was so I was like, that's the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, until next time, I am Drew Scanlon. I'm Dave Lang. That is Dave Lang. If you want to support uh, Shift F1, 
I and Danny O'Dwyer are both on Patreon.com. Uh, I'm at Patreon.com slash ClothMap. He is at Patreon.com slash Danny O'Dwyer. Have a good race weekend, everyone. We will see you all next week. Peace.